Hello, hello, hello again, folks, friends, monsketeers of all ages. You could be a folk or a friend and listen to this, and I appreciate it. But a monsketeer is somebody who listens to every episode, who's invested in every episode, who interacts, and who, uh, you know, bought their own Monsketeer gear from our store. I want to say shop and store. So that's where you got store. And you know what? I prefer store. So I'm going to keep saying store. And here you are. This is the birth of that. So congratulations for being here for that, for the birth of store within Leo Legacy. Layal Legacy. Still, still test driving both. And I'll, I'm going to keep saying both. You know what? I'm the master of my own destiny here on my podcast. So I can do crazy things like that. I'll just use both pronunciations of my last name. One's correct, but neither is wrong. <laughs> One is the uh, appropriate cultural way to say it. Leal. And then Leal is just the way you say it when you read it. So I'm okay with either. I think both work. This is Radnorok, my podcast, as I was saying before. And it is a retrospective episode where we are going to deep dive into everything you didn't know you wanted to know. But I'm in this as well because I haven't I haven't done any research or preparation or anything like that. We're going to learn this together. So this is going to be everything we didn't know we wanted to know about big Thunder Mountain Railroad across the various Walt Disney theme parks. Now, I've been on two of them. I can't say with any certainty as of yet how many there are, but let's see at a glance, one, two, three, four, they look, it looks like there's four, four of them. I've been on two of the four Disneyland, of course, growing out in Southern California and Disney world, the magic kingdom version. So, uh, personal experience with those and lucky for us, I have provided or captured Footage for ride-throughs and ride-alongs for each. So, on our website or YouTube channel, you can find a ride-along commentary where you and I will ride Big Thunder Mountain Railroad together, and I will talk over it. Or, if you are sick of listening to my voice, you can do the ride-through version, and it's basically the same footage, just I'm not talking over one of them. You know what I mean? So that is available at leolegacy.com or on our YouTube channel or in the description of this episode. Um, yeah, you should be able to find that there. So scope it out. Check it out. You know, you can even you can even watch it while this podcast is going or you can do it. You could pause this, watch that or watch it at the end. I don't care. But you know what? I like to provide these options for you because 
You know, that's just who I am. I think of others. <laughs> I really consider it like that. Um, actually, I have a funny story of me not being so considerate. I don't know if it was me not being considerate. I kind of think it was her fault, but maybe that's a character defect of mine. Uh, speaking of Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, in Magic Kingdom, I don't believe it was our most recent trip. Actually, you know what? It was our most recent trip where this lady darts. So I'm pushing Maverick and no, not Bane. Bane, I think, got up with excitement. So I'm pushing Maverick in a stroller and this lady with like her Frappuccino. I don't know. What's a Frappuccino? It was a hot coffee. I'll say that. It, but it was a small one. You know what I mean? Like, like the smallest size at a coffee shop. Like why, why are you even, why, why are you even doing that? You just want a little taste. That's it's the most unnecessary, ridiculous amount of coffee. Like, come on, toughen up. You're you're at Disney. You're gonna need the caffeine. What are you, an amateur lady? Anyhow, she she just darts in front of me pushing a stroller to actually to the stroller parking area looks up at me and goes, you almost hit me with your stroller. And I was like, you know what? And given the opportunity, I do it again because she was just a jerk. Like, don't come at me like that. Like we could have just been like, Oh, oh God, sorry. Sorry. Did a little like dancey move kind of thing. And then like went about our way and people you're at a theme park. People are going to have situations where they almost collide. It wasn't anything personal. I'm pushing a stroller, by the way. I'm much more easy to see than you are. Plus, I got crazy tattoos. So come on, who's gonna stand out? You're just you're you're a normie. You're just you're ultra average with a tiny coffee. No wonder you're grumpy because you're not intaking the appropriate amount of caffeine one needs to survive a Disney park experience. That got real heated. I hit the microphone stand. Anyway, um, that happened. Magic Kingdom, Big Thunder Mountain. So, actually, the the video we have up currently, I'm sure I'm going to have a lot of different versions of ride-throughs and ride-alongs for these rides. But currently, the one I have, the first set of ride-along and ride-through videos for Magic Kingdom's version of Big Thunder Mountain, uh, that instance that I just recounted, re recounted, is that right? The, the, the situation I just reflected back on happened that same day. So <laughs> when, you're, when you're on Big Thunder Mountain with us in that video, just know moments before I, uh, I told a cranky lady that I'd run her over with the stroller given another opportunity. Hey, that's neither here nor there though, right? This is about Big Thunder Mountain. The rides, not the experiences before the ride. The ride itself. And I don't know about you, but Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. And how many of you out there throw in the railroad part? I've always just said Big Thunder. You know, I don't even often I'll usually drop Mountain too. I'm like, hey, you guys want to go in Big Thunder? Or you know what? That's that's wrong. That's inaccurate. I'm making things up. I say Thunder Mountain to be honest with you. You guys want to go in Thunder Mountain? Hey, what's the wait time for Thunder Mountain? 
Yeah, see, that's what I usually say. Um, I have used Big Thunder in the past, even even Big Thunder Mountain. A lot of times, I'll, I'll use. You know, you guys want to go in Big Thunder Mountain, uh, but never, never the railroad. So rarely, if possibly, I can't really say never. Um, definitely not never, but more often than not, high ninety percentile. High 90s. Uh, I'll usually just go Big Thunder, Big Thunder or Thunder Mountain. One of the two. Never Railroad. So it, it, it's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite rides of all time. Um, I have a lot of favorites, you know. And I think if you are going on rides, if you are a regular Disney Park visitor... Uh, you're going to, without fail, hit your favorite rides just about every time. I mean, of course, there will be circumstances where it's like you're you're going to sacrifice this ride for that ride because, you know, whatever variables there might be. And when you got kids, uh, those variables, those variables in- increase. And now um, with maverick being so young uh we're having to do rider you know what we've always had to do a a version of rider swapping because before maverick was born uh baney boy wasn't tall enough for a lot of the rides not a lot of the rides but you know like the the bigger more thrilling rides so we the only the only experience uh Marissa and I have together being able to do to just to freely go on whatever whenever um has only been one trip. We went just the two of us and there was no rider swapping, we didn't have to worry about, you know, just kids. <laughs> the kids are great. But you definitely have to factor that in when you're outlining your your park day. And with kids and outlining your park day, rides like Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, they pose a different um, scenario for you. Not really, not necessarily, not necessarily a challenge or an issue, especially if you're... Uh, an older kid who's able to go on the ride, like the first time uh, when Bainey was too small to go on the ride, Rylan got to go two times with the rider swap. This last time we went with Maverick, uh, Bane and Rylan got to go on the ride two times because they get to ride with each parents when the parent swaps to watch the child that can't go on the ride. You know what I mean? So depending on you know, where you fall, if you're, if you're an older sibling or a cousin or just the bigger kid in a group and you get to go on this ride while, you know, some of the other kids can't, you, you luck out because you get to go on these big rides, rapid fire, just back to back, boom, boom, two times in a row. So it just depends where, where you fall on this list. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Big Thunder Mountain is a must do cannot that's what i'm going to start saying the 
they're all like my favorite rides. You know what I mean? It's so hard to pick. Uh, and uh, like a top tier number one, this is it. I will say, I'm going to, uh, this is a category, okay? Small World falls under this category. Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, what have you. Uh, Big Thunder Mountain is a must ride every single trip without fail, no matter what. So without further ado, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad is a mine train roller coaster located at Disneyland, Magic Kingdom, Tokyo Disneyland, and Disneyland Park in Paris. The, in Tokyo and Paris, the attraction is named Big Thunder Mountain. So they just drop the railroad overseas. That's pretty fascinating. Big Thunder Mountain Railroad is also the name of the fictional rail line the roller coaster depicts. Okay. I mean, I'd imagine that it's pretty obvious by reading the tra- I don't know. Maybe it's not obvious, but I've that's something I've always understood. So that's cool. Uh Big Thunder Mountain. So if you're if you're a Disneyland Paris or Tokyo Disneyland regular, then this whole Big Thunder Mountain Railroad thing is uh is a uh I was going to say a shot at a left field, but that's that's kind of a United States euphemism with baseball. Do you got baseball? Yeah, they got baseball everywhere, right? Anyway, I digress. The theme, the theming of Big Thunder Mountain and Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, although the details of the backstory vary from park to park, all follow the same general story arc. Sometime in the late 1800s, gold was discovered on Big Thunder Mountain in the American Southwest. Overnight, a small mining town became a thriving one. Rainbow Ridge in Disneyland, Tumbleweed in Florida, Thunder Mesa in Disneyland Paris, and I guess Tokyo Disneyland may not have a town associated with it. I don't know. Um... Mining was prosperous, and an extensive line of mine trains was set up to transport the ore. Unknown to the settlers, the mountain was a sacred spot to local Native Americans and was cursed. That I did not know. I didn't know all of this was happening due to a curse associated with Big Thunder Mountain. I just thought it was reckless... uh, mining practices (laughs) Uh, before long the settlers uh, desecration of the mountain caused a great tragedy which depending on the park is usually depicted to be an earthquake Disneyland and Disneyland Paris uh, are earthquakes Um, a tsunami in Tokyo Disneyland and a flash flood at the Magic Kingdom in Disney World which befell the mines and the town. And the town was then shortly thereafter abandoned. Now, sometime later, the locomotives were found to be racing around the mountain on their own. Oh, spooky. Without engineers or a crew 
So they're haunted. <laughs> this is this became a thrilling ghost ride now. Um, the Big Thunder Mountain Railroad was founded in the old mining camp to allow wanderers to take rides on the possessed trains. What? <laughs> I had zero idea on the spooky nature of Big Thunder Mountain. This whole time, I just thought it was just like, you know, it's a mine train that broke loose or, I don't know, just, like I said, reckless mining practices. I didn't realize that the trains were themselves were said to be possessed. That's that's such a, a darker and, I think, a way cooler explanation of what's going on. Haunted mine trains. Man, I... uh big fan of that uh the detailed backstory while present in park literature and training materials is not communicated to park guests directly well clearly um the station buildings on all four versions of the ride are themed to appearance of a mining company office from the mid to late 19th century uh in disneyland park in california there is music and laughing in one of the saloons of Rainbow Ridge, and a typewriter is heard from a newspaper office. So are they ghosts, too? Because, like we had mentioned earlier, the town is abandoned. Um, fascinating. The, you know, I, and whenever, when you come to the end of Big Thunder Mountain Railroad in Disneyland, you, you do hear that. You hear the typewriter, you hear the the saloon noise, and I had never really thought much of it other than, oh, okay, it's just cool theming. But given this like ghost town possessed train whole scenario, I am um, I'm coming to love all this even more. Uh, the mountains themselves are themed to the red rock formations of the American Southwest. Uh, the rock work design in the Disneyland version are based on hoodoos of Bryce Canyon National Park in Utah. In the Florida, Tokyo, and Paris versions of the ride, the rock work designs are based on the rising buttes that are located in Arizona and Utah's Monument Valley. I think that's kind of, I think that's really neat, actually, that they're, well, <clears throat> I was going to say, I think it's neat that they're all different, but Disneyland is really the only one designed after uh, the hoodoos of Bryce Canyon. Um, and I wonder if, like, the other three, they were just like, you know what, <laughs> let's just, well, <clears throat> the uh, well, no, so Paris, like, Disneyland uh, is natural disasters and earthquake. And then Tokyo and magic kingdom in Orlando, those are flood water-based tsunami flash flood. So, uh, yeah. So two of them, I guess the design of the water similarities. So that just means that Paris should have been modeled more after Disneyland in California. But I say that, but they know what they're doing. It, it, it shouldn't have been. I'm just, 
you know, um, special care was taken by the Imagineers to make it appear that the rocks were there originally. And the track was built around the rocks, unlike a number of earlier mine rides, which were built the other way around by sculpting the rocks around the tracks. You know, that's pretty fascinating because working the track around the rocks definitely makes it feel more like, well, the, ter- the train has to go this way because there's no other choice. You know what I mean? And... Wow, what a tricky way to do that. Because engineering-wise, it would make more sense to have your track, make sure it operates and it's good to go, and then theme it around the track. But to build the track around the theming, it sounds that sounds way more difficult and kind of reckless in a way, but it worked out, right? You want to have a reckless vibe on a possessed mountain mine train, right? You want to feel a lack of uh, safety, I guess, which I feel like the ride's safe. I mean, of course it's safe, but you know what I mean. You know what I mean. It adds a flair. It adds a, a subconscious flair of danger, in my humble opinion. Um, there's also a dinosaur skeleton that the train passes by in all versions of the ride, except the Paris version. I'm liking the Paris version less now. Um, a cracked eggshell is nearby and there is a pleasant lake with water that is shot up while the train passes on the warmer days. So that's every day in Disney world and basically every day in Southern California. Uh, there's a cracked eggshell. So is that implying that it's a fossilized eggshell or did the mining of big thunder mountain, crack into the center of the earth and this is like a a viable dinosaur egg that we've come across i i'd like to think that that's that's the story i'm running with uh sound effects of the well hold on sound effects of a typical locomotive operation are piped into the surrounding scenery to add realism to guests viewing the ride from observation platforms Oh, really? Including the steam whistle sounding, uh, even though there is no whistle displayed on the local locomotives. Didn't realize that because you definitely hear a train whistle when you're waiting in the queue or you're walking past Thunder, like the Thunder Mountain versions I've been close to or I've been on. uh, You do hear a train whistle. And when you look at the train cars themselves, they are zero whistles. There's a bell. <laughs> that's wow. That's pretty hilarious. A little history. Big Thunder Mountain Railroad was designed by Imagineer Tony Baxter, legend, and ride design engineer Bill Watkins. The concept came from Baxter's work on fellow Imagineers Mark Davis's, another legend, concept for the Western River Expedition. Huh. A Western-themed pavilion at the Magic Kingdom designed to look like an enormous plateau and contain many rides, including a runaway mine train roller coaster. However... 
because the pavilion was or because the pavilion as a whole was deemed too expensive in light of the construction and the 1973 opening of Pirates of the Caribbean. Baxter proposed serving the mine train and building it. Oh, severing. Hold on. Baxter proposed severing the mine train and building it as a separate attraction. Huh. So I wonder how many total rides were set to be in this plateau as they, as they put it. Uh, and that, that kind of feels like they were just trying to cram frontier land into like one building kind of thing. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I'm curious. I'm curious what that, that Western river expedition would have been. Uh, okay. The big thunder mountain railroad project was put on hold again in 1973 as resources and personnel were being diverted to work on constructing space mountain in Tomorrowland. But this delay may have ultimately produced a smoother ride as the use of computers and attraction design was just beginning when the project was reassumed or resumed reassumed. Come on, man. Dyslexia. And you know what? I'm, I'm still like, I got this like sinusy thing going on so I can feel it kind of, I don't know. It's weird. Like I, I can feel like my nasal cavity kind of catching like, like, you know, the, the debris in there. <laughs> so I'm really trying to keep it together. So I will be reading words like resume as reassumed. Okay. Back off. Big Thunder Mountain Railroad was one of the first Disney rides to utilize computer aided design, which I think is fascinating because it's a ride depicting the past, not a ride predict. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Depicting the future like Tomorrowland. You know, computer-aided design for Space Mountain. You're like, yeah, of course. Computer-aided design for Possessed Ghost Train Mountain Ride. Doesn't, uh, I don't know. Maybe that's just the way my weird brain works. Uh, Four of Disney's parks feature the attraction. We know that. It first opened at Disneyland in 1979, and then a larger version debuted at Magic Kingdom in Florida in 1980. Tokyo Disneyland's version opened in 1987. Disneyland Paris opened with its version in 1992, of which its layout and structure is primarily based on the Florida version of the ride. Huh. The Disneyland Paris installation is also the only Big Thunder Mountain to have been an opening day attraction at its park. Fabulous. Good good on you, Disneyland uh, Paris attendees. Uh, Good on you like you guys did anything. No, I'm happy that you had that right out the gate is what I'm trying to say, okay? 
Uh, in August 2018, the Paris location would get a single rider line. Guests would take the normal line and a cast member would direct them either towards the single ride entrance, rider entrance or the normal pathway at the level of the panel located a little before the covered line. I have no idea what this means because I've never been to Disneyland Paris. Less than two years later, a single rider line was also added to the Tokyo location in January 2020. Huh. I don't. That's a lot of. That's a lot of focus on single rider lines. I didn't realize that would have been uh, such a. <laughs> I don't know. Point of worthwhile information but you know what this is everything we didn't know we wanted to know maybe you wanted to know that i don't know maybe i wanted to know that i didn't know i wanted to know that but i i never i never utilize single rider lines though because you know i'm always with the family so we're always riding together um not to say that i wouldn't i would totally go to disney any disney park by myself for a day i wonder what that would be like honestly I, I know it seems and it sounds like a relaxing kind of carefree ish time or it sounds super selfish. I don't know how you're you're translating it in your mind, but I will say this. I would very quickly miss my family being there. I would. Um, even with, you know, the the boys, you know, running their mouths about some sort of nonsense. Uh, anyhow, so a timeline, let's break this down into a timeline of big Thunder Mountain Railroad, uh, 1972 to 1973, big Thunder Mountain Railroad was conceived by Imagineer Tony Baxter for Walt Disney World, but it was put on hold due to the construction of Pirates of the Caribbean in Florida. Cool. In 1974, the project is put on hold again due to the construction of Space Mountain. In 1977, construction begins on the ride at Disneyland in California. September 2nd, 1979, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad officially opens at Disneyland. November 15th, 1980, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad officially opens at Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom. July 4th, 1987, Big Thunder Mountain officially opens at Tokyo Disneyland. April 12th, 1992, Big Thunder Mountain officially opens at Disneyland Paris along with the park. March 17th, 2014, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad reopens at Disneyland in California following a 14-month refurbishment that included an entire replacement of new track similar to the Space Mountain refurbishment uh, by Dynamic Attractions. Uh, It also got new trains, new scenery, and new effects. And let me tell you, that refurbishment blows the version that I grew up with out of the water. Disneyland was my home go-to park my entire life. Loved Big Thunder Mountain my entire life. Getting to ride it post-refurb, holy moly. It's a completely, it's the same ride, don't get me wrong, but it's a completely new riding experience. And 
it only added to my love of that ride. Uh, November 2nd, 2015, Big Thunder Mountain closes at Disneyland Paris for a year-long refurbishment. It re- oh, It's reopening scheduled for December 17th, 2016. Um, so... Not to place this in time too much, but we've passed that, so I'm presuming it's been open already. Um, Big Thunder Mountain, or August 8th, 2016, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad closes at the Magic Kingdom for a four-month refurbishment. Uh, It's since been reopened since November 19th, 2016. Um, December 6th, 2020, since Walt Disney World reopened after being temporary cl- temporarily closed during the tw- uh, COVID-19 pandemic, Magic Kingdom had announced that Big Thunder Mountain Railroad will be closed temporarily at Magic Kingdom for the refurbishment. Um, its reopening date was scheduled for 2021. Uh, in that time, Walt Disney World's uh, 50th anniversary celebration was being mapped out as well so they wanted to make sure that it was open in time for that and it is it is i've been there since so i can confirm all that 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 followed through uh as planned tributes to predecessor that's what this part's called At Disneyland, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad was built on the land the mine train through nature's wonderland used to occupy. Several tributes to the former attraction are present in the Disneyland version, and this is Disneyland, California. A scaled-down western town sits adjacent to the queuing lines and tracks near the station. A western saloon, hotel... Uh, a Sayers office and mercantile appear along or among the buildings. This is the village of Rainbow Ridge, which used to overlook the loading platform for the sedate mine train through nature's wonderland. Many of the animal animatronics throughout the attraction are, um, animatronic animals from the previous attraction. Okay. Other allusions to the mine train through nature's wonderland include the rainbow caverns. Cool. Glowing pools of water by the first lift hill and precariously balanced rocks in the third lift hill tunnel, the third lift hill tunnel, the, uh, the name of the ride itself, big thunder, was originally the name of a large waterfall the old mine train passed on its tour. Little Thunder was located nearby. The name? At Magic Kingdom and Disneyland, the ride is known by its full name of Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. The Tokyo and Paris versions would drop the word railroad in favor of the name Big Thunder Mountain. Though the full name is still present on the trains, Tokyo Disneyland's Big Thunder, which is almost identical to the Magic Kingdom's, opened in 1987, five years after the park opened. At Magic Kingdom and Disneyland, 
the name of the ride is sometimes shortened to Big Thunder Mountain, Big Thunder, Thunder Mountain Railroad, or Thunder Mountain. Uh, I've, I've not used Thunder Mountain Railroad. I've used Big Thunder Mountain, I've used Big Thunder, and I've used Thunder Mountain. So, But, you know, the railroad part, anything with the railroad is just kind of, it's a little much, you know? I get why they dropped it in Tokyo and Paris, because it's just too much, too much, too much. Uh, kidney stones, apparently. Here we go. What's this about? In October 2016, Journal of the American <laughs> Ostrop. Pathic Association, osteopathic, osteopathic. That's a kid with dyslexia reading the word osteopathic. Send me a medal. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, in October 2016, Journal of the American Osteopathic Association, a paper entitled Validation of a Functional, oh my gosh, uh, what's this word? All right, we're just going to give it a shot. All right, so the paper entitled Validation of a Functional Pyelothelial <laughs> Renal Model for the Evaluation of Renal Calculi, Calculi Passage While Riding a Roller Coaster. Wow, that's a title. That's a title of a paper. So... Who wrote that? Dr. Wartinger? What? Why? Why? Take a lesson from Big Thunder in Paris and Tokyo. Drop some words, man. Or ma'am. I don't know. Doctor. Either way. Just, that's a lot. Okay? Anyway. uh, That paper was published October 2016. The paper's author, here we go, Dr. Wartinger, uh, found that patients of his had passed kidney stones after riding Big Thunder Mountain Railroad at Walt Disney World on vacation, including one who passed three stones on three separate occasions. The doctor then tested this result with the permission of Disney with a 3D model of a kidney by riding the ride over 20 times, the study found that nearly 70% of the time the kidney stone was passed with results varying depending on which row they were in. The study also found that the Space Mountain and Rock and Roller Coaster starring Aerosmith failed to cause this result. So, if you are suffering from kidney stones, get yourself on Big Thunder Mountain. Uh, specifically, I guess, in Magic Kingdom, because that's where this test was conducted. But since the rides are so similarly, similarly designed, uh, you could probably pass a kidney stone in Disneyland. <laughs> like, I wonder, wonder what it, ha- I don't know. I, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's really funny though. that they, they tested other roller coasters and it did not have the same effect. Um, Space Mountain did not have the same effect. So Space Mountain's really the only other one at Magic Kingdom. Rock and Roller Coaster would be if that's in Hollywood Studios, also at Disney World. Why not try Expedition Everest at Animal Kingdom or uh, the Matterhorn? And, well, I guess you should try Big Thunder Mountain 
in Disneyland too before we start telling people to go past Kidney Stones there. So if you're in Florida or nearby and you want to kick some Kidney Stones, go ride Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. <laughs> okay, so for the ride experiences themselves, we got the Disneyland version. While the design for the Disney World version of this roller coaster was done first, Disneyland's version was the first to open. Uh, the track layout was mirrored, placing the attraction to the right of Rivers of America if viewed from the central hub. In Walt Disney World, the attraction is located to the left of Mi Rivers of America to better fit with the adjacent Fantasyland area of the theme park. The original Walt Disney World design had to be replaced with something more appropriate for Disneyland. The Florida, Tokyo, and Paris versions of the ride use sharp-edged mountains and the vibrant colors of the Mountain Valley of Arizona. Uh, while Disneyland's version was developed with more rounded features and muted colors resembling the Bryce Canyon hoodoos in Utah. We just went over that earlier. Um, upon entering the attraction, the queue winds through a narrow rock wall passing and, and passing by the tracks. The surrounding walls were originally created from 100 tons of gold ore from Rosemond. Whoa, that's pretty fascinating. Uh, let's see. Leaving the outdoor station, trains enter a bat-infested tunnel, make a right-hand turn, then a left-hand turn before climbing the first lift hill, which takes the trains through the cavern full of stalactites. Leaving the lift hill, the train drops away, to the right, then levels out and makes a left-hand turn. The track then crosses under the second lift hill drop before making a right-hand turn. <laughs> this is very detailed. The sounds of coyotes can be heard howling uh, at the trains as it drives into the cave. At the end of the tunnel, the train hits a trim brake exits the tunnel, and climbs the second lift hill. At the top of the lift hill, an animatronic goat bleats as passing guests... Wait. Okay. The goat bleats at passing guests as the train drops away to the right, uh, crosses under the lift hill, and rises up into a downward spiraling clockwise helix. Wow. Uh, that goat, that goat that is mentioned bleeding at passersby is Billy. And the most iconic to me, the most iconic uh, visual of Big Thunder Mountain, again, for me, is this goat because it's chewing a stick of dynamite. It's got a stick of dynamite in its mouth. And I have loved that visual, this goat, this ride, my entire life. So much so that I did a tribute design for Billy in for, for Skeleton Crew. So in our shop, leolegacy.com slash shop or skeletoncrewbrand.com, 
uh, as part of our Disnerd collection, you can get yourself a Big Billy tee, Big Billy whatever, Big Billy merchandise. And that is my tribute to that goat from Big Thunder Mountain in Disneyland. So anyway, let's go back. Let's continue on the ride. Leaving the helix, the train shoots through a small canyon, then drops into a mining camp where it hits another trim break. Uh, The train then makes a left-hand turn, enters another tunnel, and climbs the third lift hill. As the train climbs the lift, the tunnel is uh, dynamited, and artificial smoke is blasted in guests' faces as the train crests the lift and exits the tunnel. The train then drops to the right towards the river, then makes a right-hand turn and passes through a short tunnel. After crossing over the top, the trains make a left-hand turn as they pass through the ribcage of a T-Rex skeleton, hit a trim brake, then make a right-hand turn into the final brakes. The train then travels by buildings of Rainbow Ridge as it returns to the station. I don't know about you, but I felt every turn of that ride. (laughs) And you can see every turn and visual aesthetic of this ride, just about everyone, um, watching our Radnorock ride-through and ride-along for Big Thunder Mountain in Disneyland. So you can go see this for yourself. It's the next best thing to actually riding the ride is get like a POV ride. You're welcome. Um, (laughs) California's version of the ride is the only version of the ride to feature an outdoor station. All of the other versions feature an indoor station. On January 7th, 2013, the ride was closed for an extensive refurbishment that included a new track, trains, scenery, and new effects on the third lift hill, The attraction reopened on March 17th, 2014. The new track was fabricated by Dynamic Structures, the company that had previously rehauled the coaster track in Space Mountain. On to the Magic Kingdom version. Uh, The track layout of the Magic Kingdom's version is a nearly identical mirrored layout of the Disneyland attraction, Riders board the train in an enclosed loading station on a hillside. Leaving the station, trains make a left-hand turn into a bat-infested tunnel, make a slight right turn, and climb the first lift hill. At the top of the lift hill, trains pass under a waterfall and drop to the left. This is followed by a right-hand turn, after which the track crosses under the second hill lift and drop. After crossing under the second hill drop or lift hill drop, the track goes through a 270 degree clockward or clockwise spiral and passes through a short tunnel. Trains emerge from the tunnel and pass through the flooded town of Tumbleweed, running parallel with the Walt Disney World Railroad. The train passes over a decaying trestle where the tracks or where the track is slightly banked from one side 
or from si- okay hold on let's try that one more time the train passes over a decaying trestle where the track is slightly banked from side to side before entering davy jones mine where it hits a trim brake then train where it hits the trim brake trains then make a left-hand turn and climb the second lift hill you know i never noticed that the mine was named davy jones mine that's very interesting to me very piratey um at the top of the second lift hill trains drop to the left and cross under the lift hill before rising into a 540-degree downhill counterclockwise helix, passing over a broken trestle. Uh, Leaving the helix, trains shoot up across a small hill, make a slight right turn, then drop through another tunnel and hit a trim brake. Uh, The trains then make a right-hand turn into a tunnel and climb the third lift hill. As the train climbs the lift, an earthquake hits and makes the train car sway from side to side. The effect achieved by slightly banking the track. Uh, Leaving the lift, trains emerge from the tunnel, crest a small rise, and drop to the left of the Rivers of America. Or drop to the left towards the Rivers of America. After traveling along a short section of straight track, the ride then makes a left-hand turn through a short tunnel and crosses a short bridge. The train then makes a right-hand turn and passes through the ribcage of a T-Rex skeleton and it hits the final trim brake. Makes a left-hand turn, passes some geysers and hot springs, and rises into the final brakes the train then makes a left turn back into the station the florida version was allocated more space in the park and so the monument valley inspired ride structure assumes 2.5 acres 25 percent larger than the disneyland version due to the ride being surrounded by rivers okay Due to the ride being surrounded by the Rivers of America on the east and Walt Disney World Railroad on the west, the maintenance facility for the trains is on the opposite side of the railroad tracks from the ride, which a swinging bridge being used where the transfer track crosses the railroad just past the Frontierland Station. <clears throat> that last bit was a lot for me to wrap my head around. So hopefully you were able to take it all in. Cause I'm not going back. I'm not going back. Uh, here's the Disneyland, the Tokyo Disneyland version. Big Thunder Mountain at Tokyo Disneyland is similar to the Florida ride, but there are some differences in the ride layout. Instead of tumbleweed, the track makes a left turn and dives into a cave mirroring the California Disneyland version of the ride. More significantly, the final segment of the ride is different. Instead of crossing back over the drop from the third lift hill, the track makes a 180-degree turn 
to the right before dropping out of a tunnel through the boneyard slash geyser scene into a short tunnel. Uh, the track then makes a right-hand turn into the final brakes. The trains pass in front of the station building and then turn into the loading area. So beyond that little bit, it's uh, identical to Magic Kingdom. Um, let's see. Paris, uh, Disneyland Paris version, Okay. While primarily based on the Florida version, Paris's version is unique at it is situated on an island in the middle of the rivers of the far west, where Tom Sawyer's island would normally sit. It is also the only version of the ride to be an opening day attraction and the largest installment at any Disney park. Wow. The... Paris version underwent a year-long refurbishment from November 2015 to December 2016. As uh, as part of the res- renovation, the brakes were overhauled. Some of the scenery was repainted, and a few elements from the California version were added. Uh, rainbow pools of water on the first Lift Hill Cave new sound effects for the mine elevator on the second lift hill, new mapping effects for the blasting scene on the third lift hill uh, were all added. Another fun little feature were interactive games were also installed in the queue, which I'm a little jealous of. (sighs) I wonder what those games are like. So guests board the trains at the station On the mainland, unlike the other versions, the trains on this version are painted to look weathered and aged. Excuse me, I just burped a little bit. Did you hear that? I'm sorry. Immediately upon leaving the station, trains dive into a tunnel that transports them under the rivers of the far west to the island where the ride is located. The train makes a right-hand turn and makes a quick steep rise before starting up the first lift hill as trains climb out of the darkness of the underwater tunnel stalactites and stalagmites can be seen growing next to the track along with several several rainbow colored pools of water the sounds of bats swooping above can also be heard during the warmer months a waterfall part or a waterfall parts around the track at the top of the hill trains pop out of the tunnel leave the lift hill and drop around the left a left-hand turn pass through a small cave then make a swooping right turn Um, if the trains are being dispatched timely when the train goes through this curve it will appear to make a near miss with a train in the 540 degree helix this this version of the ride seems way cooler so far uh (laughs) after this turn the train passes under a or under the second lift hill and it drops making a slight hop before making a left turn onto a trestle the train runs along the rivers of the far west across the water from phantom manor 
then makes a slight right-hand turn and suddenly falls through a washed-out section of the trestle, hitting a magnetic trim brake. The trestle drop also contains an on-ride camera. After dropping down to the water level with water jets on the sides of the tracks simulating a splashdown, the train the trains go around a left turn and hit the base of the second lift hill. <clears throat> We've only hit the second lift hill, and this is already so thrilling. Uh, as trains start up the lift, this yeah, as trains start up the lift hill, two tied down donkeys can be seen to the right side of the track, braying at passing trains with an empty watering pail in front of them. Oh. A goat can be seen pulling on a shirt hanging on a clothesline to the rider's left as the trains pass a parked steamroller and mine elevator uh, and travel under a water tower. At the top of the lift, it is possible for guests to catch a glimpse of the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror at Walt Disney Studios Paris, on the horizon before the trains drop around the, the, a left turn and cross back under the lift hill. Coming out of the drop, the track goes over another rise, hitting a magnetic trim brake and passes a sign warning of broken trestle, ma- trestle mounted to the water tower post. All right. Cresting the hill... Trains cross over the broken trestle and spiral down through a 540-degree counterclockwise helix. That's the one we mentioned earlier. Uh, Exiting the helix, the trains pass through a short cave and go over a quick airtime hill as they shoot down a canyon um, as the trains drop through the tu- the tunnel and pass over a trim break, a loud gust of wind is heard. Trains, the- trains then make a right-hand turn on another trestle, enter a tunnel with sign- signs warning of blasting over the portal, and climb the third lift hill. <laughs> this is... This feels a lot bigger just reading through like the uh, the ride experience. Um, as the train starts up the third hill, the tunnel is dynamited and artificial smoke is blasted in the guests' faces as the train crests the lift and exits the tunnel. The train crests a small hill, then drops to the left onto a straightaway alongside the river, speeding up as it enters the return tunnel. The train encounters a swarm of bats in the tunnel as it makes another sharp counterclockwise turnaround and goes down a steep drop to cross under the water. The train continue. The trains continue to accelerate through the dark until it pops out of the exit portal on the mainland. Man. An additional chain lift is located here to assist the train in leaving the tunnel. The train then coasts past the station through the loading dock 
and then makes a left turn to re-enter the station. Wow. Good golly. Let me tell you that the Paris version seems pretty wild. And I, I really, really can't wait to experience that one one day that, that one, I got my eye on that one. I prefer the Disneyland version to the Disney world version. And I know that the Paris, the Disneyland Paris version is built uh, in a similar way as the Disney World, the Magic Kingdom version that we discussed earlier. But the visuals feel very much more like the Disneyland in California version. So I'm, uh, needless to say, I'm looking forward to it. So in other media, in film, uh, the sounds of Disneyland's Big Thunder Mountain Railroad trains were recorded and used as sound effects for the minecart chase sequence in Steven Spielberg's uh, and George Lucas's 1984 film, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Whoa. Disneyland would later get its own Indiana Jones attraction in 1995, and the Walt Disney Company would go on to acquire the Indiana Jones fran- franchise with its purchase of Lucasfilm in 2012. That's fascinating. So now whenever you're watching uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, when they're doing the the cart chase sequence, that's that's, uh, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad from Disneyland. And look at how things come full circle, where they're like, yeah, here, Steve, George, record our trains, put it in your movie, which later will become our movie. Love it. Love it. Love it. I love little tidbits like that. Uh, In television, in January 2013, ABC ordered a pilot based on the ride titled Big Thunder Mountain, but the idea was scrapped sometime after. Well, that's a bummer. In the Modern Family episode Disneyland, uh, Phil and his son Luke ride Big Thunder Mountain Railroad together during a family trip to Disneyland in Anaheim, Phil, who self-proclaims to be the king of the roller coasters, begins to feel even more queasy than riding Big Thunder. After he and Luke had uh, exited Indiana Jones adventure prior. Well, that's a little tidbit of information that I don't know about you, but I kind of just don't care about. (laughs) Printed media. This I do care about. This was cool to me. Printed media. In October 2014, Marvel Comics announced a five-issue series based on the attraction, which eventually debuted in early 2015. Part of Marvel's Disney Kingdoms line, the series elaborated on the story behind the attraction and featured input from Walt Disney Imagineering, including numerous nods to elements of the ride. Now... I do remember collecting this series and or this mini series um, and really, really enjoying it. Uh, I couldn't really tell you the exact story, but I believe uh, we follow the engineer, the railroad owner's daughter and some other sort of like cowboy character if I'm remembering it correctly. But 
if you're able to get your hands on it, which I want to get my hands back on it too. So that's, that's definitely something I want. I, I sold my collection off a while ago in an effort to help potty train Bane long, uh, you know, whatever long story. I got shop credit and would like get him an action figure or something. Anytime he used the bathroom well, so <laughs> that was part of my collection that I sold, but I'm, I want to get it back. You know what? I would even be happy to get that in trade. You know what I mean? It's like a single volume kind of thing. Anyway, that was cool. I, I definitely enjoyed that. Um, all right. So incidences. Ooh, there have been a few that I'm aware of. Uh, March 10th, 1998 Disneyland. A five-year-old boy was seriously injured when his foot became wedged between the passenger car's running board and the edge of the exterior platform after the train temporary pa- temporarily paused before pulling into the unloading area. Uh, all of the toes on his left foot required amputation. Oh, my gosh. This led to improvements to the ride, although the family maintains the park would not acknowledge this injury as the reason. Well, yeah, I I do believe that <clears throat> this kid was severely injured uh, due to these. I don't know if those things needed necessarily to be improved as a father of a uh, I had a five year old in Disneyland. He's older now, but when we were at Disneyland, um, our first trip, his first trip there, he was five. And I know that unless you have a handle on your five-year-old, the kid is going to get a little wild. Um, And I can see Bane doing something like that, like sticking his foot somewhere where he shouldn't, like, yeah. So it's awesome that Disneyland improved that portion of the ride, but, and I'm, this might sound a little heartless, but if those parents had a better handle on the kid, cause how do you get your foot there? How do you get your foot in that area? Unless you're like kind of goofing around and not paying attention, which is not the kid's fault. Let me make that clear. A kid goofing off and not paying attention is what they're going to do. So it's the parents' prerogative to keep an eye on what that little baboon is doing. Like, if I don't have eyes on Bane and oftentimes a hand on him, who knows what he's going to get into. So if I was being neglectful, I could totally see Bane landing in a similar situation is what I'm getting at. So, you know, is it? it's not the kid's fault. I don't believe it's Disneyland's fault either. I think those parents should have been doing a better job watching him. Uh, that's just my opinion though. And I'm a parent, so I can say that. And guess what? My son, my five-year-old didn't stick his foot in anything. Now you can argue, well, they made the improvements since 2003. Okay, sure. Or whatever it was. What was it? 1998. They made the, the improvements since 1998. But at the same time, my kid wasn't getting his foot stuck in anything because I had a handle of them, you know, whatever. So next incident. Uh, September 5th, 2003, this is what I was looking at a minute ago, uh, Disneyland, a 22-year-old man died after suffering severe blunt trauma and extensive internal bleeding in a 
Dara Dara Lament Dara Lament Dara Lament Dara Lament I don't know what that word is. Uh, derailment that also injured 10. Oh, derailment. Oh, my gosh. Now, if I was ashamed of my dyslexia, I would stop this recording, go back and re-record that. But you know what? I'm not. I'm not ashamed. You know, it's just my brain, my brain, my brain just operates differently. So let's start over, shall we? September 5th, 2003, Disneyland, a 20... 20- Two-year-old man died after suffering severe blunt trauma and extensive internal bleeding in a derailment that also injured 10 other riders. The cause of the accident was determined to be improper maintenance. Investigation reports and discovery by the victim's attorney confirmed the fatal injuries occurred when the first passenger car collided with the underside of the local motive weird i don't can't even wrap my head around how what that would look like uh the derailment was the result of a mechanical failure which occurred due to omissions during a maintenance procedure Ooh. uh fasteners on the left side upstop slash guide wheel on the floating axle of the locomotive were not tightened and uh, in accordance with specifications. Well, yeah, that's that's bad on those cast members that should have been on their game. Uh, as the train entered the t- a tunnel, the axle came loose and jammed against a brake section, causing the locomotive to become airborne. Oh my gosh and hit the ceiling of the tunnel. Oh, that means if the locomotive hit the ceiling of the tunnel, so did all of their heads. The locomotive then fell on top of the first passenger car, crushing the victim. That is unbelievably awful. Uh, After the investigation into this instance or incident was complete, the ride was reopened on March 11th, 2004. Man, that is, yeah, come on, come on, guys. Cast members who are in charge of looking over the mechanics of the ride to make sure they're operating like this is a testament to how important that is. Uh, April 25th, 2011, Disneyland Paris. Five guests were injured when a piece of scenery fell onto a passing train. Ooh. One guest, a 38-year-old man, was seriously injured and transported to a Paris hospital while the other four were treated at the scene. Yikes. That's a bummer as well. Uh, October 27th, 2011, Disneyland Paris. Uh, Two cars derailed as one of the ride's trains passed slowly over a flat section of track Two guests were slightly injured, and the ride was subsequently closed for inspections. Uh, February 2017, uh, Magic Kingdom. A 54-year-old man died after riding Magic Kingdom's attraction at Walt Disney World. The cause of his death is believed to be from natural causes due to a pre-existing medical condition 
Uh, a Disney spokesperson said the ride, it was operating as normal. Well, that's bound to happen as well. And I'm actually kind of shocked that that hasn't happened more because given the amount of time these parks are open and the amount of visitors that pass through on any given day, 365 days a year, you would imagine like more strokes or heart attacks or normal things that would take out a normal person on any other given day. Uh, just because you're at Disneyland doesn't mean, you know, you're not going to have a brain aneurysm or something like that, which is awful, which is terrible. And my sincere condolences to the family of that, you know, gentleman who passed. But, you know, it's, it is, it is kind of shocking that you don't hear about that more frequently, just given the volume of people and the amount of time that these parks are open. So, you know, um, kind of a, a bummer of a no, you know, thing to go off on, but let's not, let's not go off on it then. Okay. So let's see, uh, some just general specs, Disneyland, the big thunder mountain at Disneyland is located in Frontierland. I don't think I'm going to read you the coordinates. Status is currently open. Opening date, September 2nd, 1979. Uh, and it replaced the mine train through nature's wonderland. So that is very interesting. Uh, at Magic Kingdom, the section is also Frontierland. Uh, status is currently opened, and it opened on November 15th, 1980. Tokyo Disneyland the Big Thunder Mountain is located in Western Land. It's currently operating and opened July 4th, 1987. Disneyland Park in Paris, the park section that you can find Big Thunder Mountain in, is Frontierland, currently op operating, and it opened on April 12th, 1992. So there we go. Um, let's see. General statistics... Type, steel, mine train, designer, Walt Disney Imagineering, model, mine train, track layout, custom, lift launch, chain, lift hill, height, 104 feet, or 32 meters, right? Is that right? Uh, speed, 35 miles an hour, or 56 kilometers, yeah? Is that right? All you people that do the metrics out there? Uh, duration is three minutes. Uh, height restriction. You got to be at least 40 inches to ride or 102 centimeters. So there we go. There we go. Um, Man, that is that's a lot. That was a lot of fun. More information than I thought. Uh, we then, you know, would be available. I, I really thought like the retrospective for. Small world would be fairly extensive given like the ride history, but we got just as much, if not, you know, more information on a lot of big thunder mountain, <clears throat> big thunder mountains. Well, clearly my throat's drying out. So with that being said, thanks for listening. I hope you loved this as much as I did. Uh, like I mentioned earlier on our website and various video streaming outlets, you can find our Radnorock Vlog and Terry ride-along for both the Disneyland version and the Magic Kingdom version. Uh, the ride-alongs have my commentary over the ride itself, so we go through the ride and I just run my mouth like I do here. Um, or you could do the ride-throughs, the Radnorock ride-throughs, and that is 
a point of view shot perspective uh, through the rides as well without my commentary. So if you don't like hearing my voice over it and you just want to get the vibe of going through the ride, well, there you go. I got that option for you too. You can find links to those on the uh, description portion of this episode as well, or just leolegacy.com, Radnorock, Vlog and Terry, or Ride Alongs. You can find it there. Um, also, in relation to Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, uh, our Big Billy character for Skeleton Crew is a tribute to the goat, Billy, chewing a stick of dynamite on specifically the Disneyland version of Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. So if you're a Big Thunder Mountain fan, go score one of those. Uh, over time, of course, I'm subject to swap things in and out of the shop. Billy is a staple character for Skeleton Crew, so you're always going to be able to find that tribute character in on whatever pieces of merchandise in there. He's a part of the crew. So if you are a Thunder Mountain fan, go score some Big Billy gear. Um, like comment, subscribe, leave a review. All of those things help other people find the podcast. Please do the same with YouTube, social media, both everything, all at Leo legacy, Leo legacy.com. Um, yeah, a lot of fun. Big thunder mountain railroad. Uh, most importantly, as always, what helps this show the best is thanks for being a friend and telling a friend. Until next time. Later.